I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is The Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way but it wasn't always easy. And I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from Timeless Principles and today's cutting-edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. episode is brought to you by the Market Authority Academy. Big welcome to this week's newest members. We have Ashley Olson, Holly Bach, and Simone Koga. Big welcome to the program, and I'm super excited to celebrate all the successes that are sure to follow. The Market Authority Academy is a mentorship program available to real estate professionals who desire to grow their brand and business using the modern social media strategies and proven systems designed for maximum scalability. If that sounds like something you're into, head on over to the show notes to schedule a call with me to discover how the Market Authority Academy can help you triple your business this year. So welcome to the show. I am so excited to spend some time with you today. Now, if you've ever wondered how to scale your real estate business, I am here to tell you that it's not just leads that are the answer. It's having the right people and systems to support your growth. Yep, I'm talking about delegation and hiring as you grow your real estate business. Now, I don't care if you're a solo agent, a small but mighty team, or a makeup producer, this episode is for you. And in order to walk you through this complicated topic, I am bringing on the absolute best in the industry, my dear friend, Sammy Hutton. Sammy Hutton is the executive assistant to the nation's top female loan officer. Over the past four years, she has strategically developed systems and processes that allow both her and the executive she works with to be more dynamic and effective in their day-to-day jobs. Sammy's vital role in the business has been integral to client retention, business development, and training. As a result, her employer has been able to provide top-notch customer service in the real estate industry, maintaining her status as the top of the mortgage lending world. Sammy recently launched Super Assistant, which is a business dedicated to supporting other assistants nationwide with coaching and process development in an effort to create more synchronicity, hello, between executives and their assistants. So I have actually been able to have a front row seat to watching Sammy and Lizzie's relationship unfold over the last four plus years. And Lizzie, her 
executive, her boss, was actually one of the very first guests on the show because we have been working with Lizzie's team for many years um, in our real estate business ourselves. So if you haven't listened to that one, I'll have the link to that episode too, but definitely listen to this episode with Sammy. Sammy is an absolute expert when it comes to strategically developing systems and processes with the relationship between executive and admin in mind. Okay, she is a genius administrator in terms of how she can manage businesses and help not only understand the vision from the executive or from the agents or from the loan officer perspective, but also help them build that into real tactical infrastructure to their business. And she has some really strong tips that are applicable to real estate agents and LOs of all sizes and experience levels. So definitely give this one a listen. And when you are ready, I want to invite you to even reach out to Sammy to see how she might be able to help you scale your business too. Now in this conversation, we really cover a lot. So buckle up. We cover what the first hire is for any real estate agent or LO and how to know when it's the right time to make that hire, how an executive assistant can help you scale to new levels in your business, common hiring mistakes we make and how to avoid them. And just so you know, I am guilty of plenty of these myself and so much more. I'm really excited for you to listen in on this conversation with one of my favorite people, Sammy. Let's get to it. Sammy, thank you so much for joining me today. How's it going? I am good. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I am really excited. I'm great. I'm pumped to chat with you because you're one of my favorite people to have conversations with. So I am so excited for all the things that we're going to discuss today. And for those who have not had the pleasure to make your acquaintance just yet, can you share a little bit about your story, just where you're at today and how you got there? Yeah, absolutely. So my name's Sammy Hutton. I work for a top producing loan officer in Phoenix, Arizona. Some of you may know her. Her name's Lizzie Hofer. I have been working for Lizzie for four and a half years now as her executive assistant. So I actually kind of fell into this job. Um, I never thought that I was going to be in the mortgage world at all. So when I first graduated college, I worked for a financial firm. And as you know, Stephanie, um, with those firms, you have to pass your series seven. And I unfortunately didn't. I failed by one point and I was actually let go of my job, which was a really hard pill to swallow because I, my entire life, I've been an overachiever. So I've always was a straight A student. I've never failed a test in my life except for the series seven. Um, so I honestly thought like my world was like ending. And one of my really good friends, stepmom, she's actually a real estate agent. And I was talking to her and she's like, you know what? You would love my lender. Like you would just be perfect for her. I'm going to reach out to her. I'm not sure if she hired, if she's hiring, but I just want to see. And so um, at the time, Lizzie's assistant reached out to me and asked me to do an interview. And when I met Lizzie, her and I like literally hit it off. I was hired on the spot. Lizzie told me that she didn't even have a position for me, but she'd figure it out. Um, And we just meshed so well. So I ended up being hired as the receptionist. And then on my first day, Lizzie told me that I was not going to be her receptionist and that I was going to be her executive assistant. I was like, great. 
I have no idea what I'm doing, but it sounds awesome. And, you know, I'll hit the ground running for you. So that's kind of how that all happened. And now here I am today, like an expert at being an executive assistant, pretty much. (laughs) But a lot of, okay. So first of all, I did not know that that was where your story began with like basically failing the series seven, which then leads you to this like really incredible journey with Lizzie mm-hmm. Hober. Like that's super cool to me for one. Um, and I have been there. That is not an easy exam. Like it isn't, it is so hard. And like, I mean, we're also in the industry too, Stephanie, that like we both have to be licensed. Yeah. And like, I passed my test, like my MLO test, like with flying colors. And so I was like, okay, I'm not a bad test taker. I know that. It's just a hard exam. Securities are an entirely different animal for sure. (laughs) It is. And I think there's just a lot more pressure too when you get hired on in that world. You're working, you know, five days a week and then at night you're studying for exam. I was like fresh in the industry. I had no idea like what anything meant. And there was just so much pressure. But honestly, I think a really big part of it was I just really disliked that job. And because of that mentality, I just, my mind was like forward to like, let's just fail this. So you have an excuse to get out of the industry, like straight up. Yeah. Like it's so crazy. And I really did thought my world was ending when I got fired. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I've never been fired from a job. I've never been called out sick. Like, yeah. So that was naturally we take it as like a reflection of our worth or our abilities, which obviously it had nothing to do with either of those in your case. Yeah, absolutely. And you just kind of feel like a failure and you feel embarrassed, but you know what? This may be like an oversaid saying, but everything does happen for a reason. Honestly, it does. The universe like has a path for you and it really took me to where I need to be and where I am today. So I love that. I couldn't agree more. So let's pick up there. And, and I think, um, you know, the term or the title rather of executive assistant is very fluid because that role can look different depending on who's carrying it and like which organization you're associated with. So um, share with me a little bit your evolution in the last four years and how you have taken ownership of the role that you have today. Yeah, absolutely. So when I took on this role, I actually had nobody to train me. There was no one on the team that could train me. Um, At that point with the business and the team, we were growing so quickly that everyone that was in their position only had time for their position. Mm -hmm. So I remember going to work every day and I'm like, "I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, here's a team email. I also have no idea about the mortgage industry. Like at that time, like I knew what a home loan was, but I wasn't quite sure how it worked. So I kind of just got thrown in with the sharks and was like, here's this team email. Lizzie would be like, here's my phone. Here's my meetings. Here's what like my week looks like. I need you to organize my life. And I was like, (laughs) and I was like, okay, well, I guess I really just need to figure this out. So like, you know, every time somebody would email in, I was like, I, what's a CD? Okay. I Googled it like straight up. I've Googled everything about this job to figure out how to do the job. And so once I finally got the routine of like, okay, I can 
you know, clean out the email in the morning. And if I don't know the answer, I know how to find the answer. And like, really, like, I would just ask people questions. I would Google it online. I would like, at the time, the company we work for, they have like this, like pretty much an encyclopedia of home loans. So I'd look on there and just find ways, like find the answers. Mm -hmm. And then when Lizzie was in meetings, I would take her phone and her agents would call her and they would ask me questions. And I just pretty much would be like, great. I will find this answer for you and I'll give you a call right back. And then I'd find the answer and then respond right back to them. So learning the industry that way, it really, it helped me catch on really quickly. So then once I learned the industry more and learned the flow of Lizzie, I could really figure out how I could put processes together and systems to structure my day and then structure Lizzie's day Mm -hmm. and what made sense for us. So it was, you know, putting her calendar together and she could only, I figured out that Lizzie can only handle three appointments a day. That's her max. And so doing that and within that, giving her a good amount of time between each appointment to like for her and I to follow up with emails and phone calls and what happened within that hour period and be able to get, stay on like the same level all day long and know exactly what's going on. So I strategically like revamped her calendar completely. Um, I also, when I cleaned out her email, everything that I handle, I just deleted because I learned Lizzie is not really good at delegating. And so if I keep it in there, then she's going to try to grasp onto it. So I would delete everything that I handled and anything that was left in her email was for her to handle because it was on a higher level than me. Mm -hmm. So really that's just how I kind of taught myself. And our day was too busy to work on projects. So once the day ended, that was Lizzie and I's time to work on projects together. So it was that five to seven period, which does make long days. But in, I mean, as you know, I mean, the real estate industry is busy. And sometimes you're just putting out fires all day long that you don't have time to focus on big and better things that you want to implement for the team. And so between five and seven, that was our time to dive deep into any projects we're working on, any classes that we like and workbooks we want to create. Um, just any little project or big project that was our time. We would order dinner, sit down together. Profit and loss was a big one that we would get together on and just have our quiet time at the very end of the day. So that's all of it in a nutshell. I know it's a lot. <laughs> It is a lot because for those who aren't familiar with the organization, can you share like what the production was the first year, if you remember that you joined Lizzie and then what you guys are working on this year? Because like the organization evolved rapidly. It really did. So um, I was Lizzie's 12th hire and I was her most recent hire, I would say within a year to two years. Okay. So overnight, Lizzie's business, when I hired, when I was hired on, she hit 80 loans a month. And she jumped so quickly that she was at, I would say about 40 to 50. And then literally overnight was at 80. Mm-hmm. So every system that they had in place no longer worked. Right. Because it went from like a, a medium team to like, oh my gosh, overnight, we need a large team. And, but we also need to figure out where we actually need help in, but nobody had the time to like step back and be like, okay, where do we need the help? And so 
once I was able to get like up and running, then I could take a step back and look and be like, okay, you know what, Lizzie, like we need another salesperson. We need another operations person. This person, we need another, like my job became so busy that we had to hire on like what we call is a wild coordinator that does all of our gifting, all of our events, because yeah. it was just too busy. You know, you're sending out gifts, like birthday gifts to clients that were maybe like a hundred gifts a month that are now like we're Stephanie, we're sending out like, I mean, 500 a month now, which is insane. Sometimes a thousand, like there's a, apparently a lot of August babies. I don't know what happened then, but. Oh, know. I know what happened then. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but that was like a really big key indicator. And now we close anywhere between, I would say 90 to 120 loans a month. And with that, just under me, I have four admins under me. So, and then we have eight loan officer assistants and we have three people that disclose our loans and we have about six processors and we're still hiring. Mm-hmm. So, and your role is so much more than managing Lizzie's calendar and inbox, even though that is probably critical, but you do have a managerial kind of oversight over a lot of these personnel too, because you would have to with that robust of a team. Yeah, absolutely. So I do still manage Lizzie's calendar, her email and her phone, but I mean, I can do that in my sleep now. It's just something like those were my three first tasks that I took on. And now it's just like, okay, like Lizzie and I, her calendar is set for the entire year. That's not changing. And I would say the one thing that an assistant does need to realize is you have to be flexible with that. Yeah. Things happen, things change, people get sick, someone wants to do a podcast. So that's one thing that actually was hard for me because that was not my personality at the very beginning. And I have evolved so much. that I'm just like, okay, whatever, call that person. Hey, can, you know, we push back your meetings this time. So that was a really big thing. Um, And then now that I have admins under me, I really can focus on our training because I think that's one thing that we really lost. We didn't ever sit back and say, okay, what does our idea, like our ideal loan officer assistant look like? And how are we going to train them? What does our ideal processor look like and how are we going to train them? And now I have that ability and that time to really focus on that role in our business and then also focus on big and upcoming things that Lizzie and myself and her partner are wanting to implement that are outside of just loans in general. Mm -hmm. So that's really helped me. I guess I would say I've been more now like in a project management role and more of a like I like partner to Lizzie than just her assistant well I think that and and I think terminology might change depending on who's using it but like where you are really a brilliant like person at I guess you are a brilliant administrator So someone who's like running the business or the organization, someone who's thinking critically about the systems and the training and the culture, like that is an area where, you know, when, when your boss Lizzie is executing on production, 
you have to make sure that you are understanding her vision as a CEO and translating that into infrastructure. Um, and that is something that is really difficult to find a skill set for, because not only do you have to understand the vision and you and Lizzie have to be so in sync, which requires like aligned skills, you know, a mesh personality, but really importantly to great communication, which I know you guys have, you have to then have the skills to be able to translate that into what you're building with the other people who are involved too. And I don't think people really think about how difficult that really can be and how much planning that actually takes from your position. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I would say in the very beginning, Lizzie and I were the worst at communicating. <laughs> like we were the absolute worst. Like, I mean, if you saw us back then, like her and I were both hot messes, just like trying to like stay above water. And it took just one day to like finally wake up and be like, I've had enough. We need to have a strict plan. We need to meet at certain times and we need to like be on the same page. We need to know how to communicate with one another. And it can't be just these like, half-assed thoughts really yeah and so it's like you said it is really important like to sit down and be like okay what's your vision for three months what's your vision for six months what's your vision for a year and where do you want to be in a year so then I can her and I can look back and be like okay so in three months this is where we need to be at and this is the deadline that we're going to hit in six months, this is where we're going to be at. And this is the deadline that we're going to hit for all of these projects. And we have to, you know, put due dates. And it's not just me, like, creating everything and implementing everything. Like, this could be with our, like, revamping a gifting program or revamping how our processors are going to process loans or any type of revamp in the business, but then taking the information that Lizzie and I talk like talked about and then going to the other managers on the team and discussing like okay this is our vision and this is where we want to be so this is how are we going to get there with your team and but all of that has to be with communication so I would like some really great advice that like Lizzie has taught me is that when we're having these meetings that she tells me like her vision or she tells me this task that she wants me to take on and how to implement it. And then I have to repeat it back to her. Mm, so like an exercise, almost like a yeah. cue. And we have to do it all the time. Like, and you have to remind yourself to do it all the time. So I always tell her, like, I'll write everything down. I'm like, okay, so what I heard from you is you want me to do X, Y, and Z. And because how she says something to me could be completely different how I perceive it. Mm -hmm. And that is so important. And that's actually how communication can get lost in all aspects of a business. I mean, that could even be with talking to a client on the phone. Mm -hmm. And so we've trained like our receptionist, like, hey, okay, once they tell you this, repeat it back to them. And make sure that's exactly what they were trying to portray to you. So then you can provide that information correctly to whoever it needs to go to on the team. So that's been very valuable, not just like only in my job and communicating with Lizzie, but I mean, just for everyone on our team, like it's helped us so much. So 
Yeah. Yeah. And finding those little tricks along the way and then Mm -hmm. creating kind of that system or the mental cue to make sure to implement that consistently so that it becomes a rule. I think that that's really important too. So, Uh so that's where you're at now. And that's like the evolution of Sammy. You are now also helping other high power real estate agents and loan officers develop that kind of relationship with with their executives and like other support staff and stuff. So can you tell me a little bit about that journey now and and where you're helping others implement that in their own business? Yeah. So actually I had this idea from you originally because I know you were wanting and you did hire on an assistant, but I remember one day you just emailed me and you're like, Hey, what can an assistant do? And so I had to think about it and I put it all together and sent it over to you And this thought just like started like lingering in my head every single day. I would think about it all day long. And I was like, I can help people do this. Like I can help assistants and real estate agents and loan officers with their assistance. Like I know I can. And one morning I woke up and I had a, um, I had a a DM from a assistant that uh, to a loan officer in Ohio, like not even in the state of Arizona. And she's like, Oh my God, I just like joined my husband's team. I'm trying to do all this stuff. I have no idea what I'm doing. I just messed my LO exam, but you're li- like, all my husband talks about is Lizzie and how great Lizzie is and how she has this rock star assistant. And so I just figured I'd reach out to you. Is there any way that you could save me and coach me? And I was like, oh gosh. I was like, Oh my God, this is a colleague. This is a colleague. And I was like, yes, 100%. So I just took it on and I had a call with her and she's like, please help me. I need all the help in the world. How do I structure this? What do I do on a day to day? How can I support my husband? Um, And so it honestly just started there. And then when I really just put it out in the world, I had people start reaching out to me. Like you reached out to me. Um, I have another uh, real estate agent that I'm working with. He, I actually helped him um, with his onboarding Mm -hmm. and now he's this, hired an assistant and then I'm going to start helping her with, you know, task management, what she should be doing all day long. And then I also have a few other loan officers, their executive assistants um, I'm helping as well. So it was like, once I just put it out there, I just started taking on the business and I just knew, I know what I do all day long. And so I know I could provide them with those tools to help them do that as well. So it really wasn't like, at the time, anything strategic. And now it's very, it's coming along and becoming very strategic. And it's really awesome seeing like these girls like grow and like how much they tell me that they've helped. Like I've helped them so much. It's just like, it's such a humbling experience. So like from here, like forward, it's, I know it's only going to get busier and it's going to get bigger and greater and I'm going to help more people. And I started creating courses and for people to, you know, just purchase and download and follow the steps. Because like I told you earlier, Stephanie, I had nobody to tell me how to do the job and I felt so lost. I worked so many hours. I mean, and some days I thought I was going to quit because I was like, I can't do this. Nobody's telling me how to do it. So if I could provide that to other executive assistants out there and help them and their either their real estate agent or their loan officer be like more dynamic then hell yeah, I'm happy to give them all my tools. 
<laughs> I love it. Hey, it's Stephanie. Quick check-in. Scaling with delegation in mind can take a village, right? If you're looking for a bit more help in growing your real estate business to achieve your unique vision, then you and I should talk. Go on over to the show notes and book a time with me to discuss your application to the Market Authority Academy. I am taking enrollments from real estate agents right now, and I can't wait to hear how I can help you generate incredible results in your business. Let's make this your year. I can't wait to chat. Now, back to the show. So I want to, I want to tease out some of those tips and tools right now for, for the podcast. So first where I want to discuss is like where things go horribly wrong. Okay. Now I have had, um, hiring experiences as a business owner that I 100% have been absolute horrible experiences. And I understand that it was 1000% my fault. Like, especially now with the benefit of hindsight, every time I've had a poor hiring experience where I've tried to bring someone on the team and it didn't work out well, it was definitely my fault for a number of different reasons. So when you're working with high level um, agents or loan officers, LOs, where are they going wrong when things are not working out? And then what is your solution to those, those common missteps? So the biggest thing that I see is that the loan officer or the real estate agent doesn't take the time to actually go over the task with their assistant Mm. because their assistant, a lot of times are new to the industry. Yeah. It's a very entry level job. And so they don't understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. So they have to understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. And that will help them execute way better Two, you, Stephanie can do a task way quicker than delegating the task to somebody else. And you have to understand that and have patience for it. You're brilliant at doing that task. You've probably done it a thousand times. Guess what? Your assistant has it. So it's going to take them a thousand times to be able to do it just as quick. And like I said earlier, I can handle Lizzie's email phone and calendar in my sleep now, but that was over time. So understanding that you're going to have to take a step back. And when you delegate a task that you go through it thoroughly, you tell them why you're doing it and that will help them execute it 10 times better, but, and then give them a realistic timeline. Like just give them a realistic timeline and over the time, like over time, they'll be able to Like you could literally say birthdays and they'll have the birthday list for you right away. But if you say birthdays in the very beginning, when they first start, they're like, yeah, my birthday's August 10th. Cool. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. So it's just really explaining what that task is, how to do it, how, how you would want them to do it. And then give them some grace on like when it should be done. Love it. So before that hire takes place, then, how important is it to have those systems documented and like at least identified so that they have a better chance of delegating or does it make more sense to have the new hire help them create and implement systems in their business? Because we know that systems, it's not 
a lot of times my audience like might get it confused with like, oh, CRM or task management tool. Systems are not automation, right? Systems is like the defined process of how you're going to carry out a a workflow or tasks. Yeah, 100%. So where you need to start is ideally, what would you like to take off of your plate that your assistant can do? So what can you fire yourself from for your assistant to work on so then you can only focus on income producing activities? What are the top two? uh, The the top two for the assistant? The top two first things that an agent needs to fire themselves from? Um, I would say calendar and scheduling and um, your email. Mm -hmm. So there are hushed gasps across the country as people are listening to this because that is like the scariest thing for an agent to let go of, especially the email. I know. And it's so hard because you just like always think like, oh my gosh, what if they respond like wrong? Or what if they don't respond right away? All of, I don't know, all of the worries. Well, guess what? We're all human. We all make mistakes. It happens. You learn from it. You move on. Like, You don't have robots on your team working for you. It's just not a thing. And even then, like you don't want a robot on your team. Like they can't be sympathetic. (laughs) So, um, and that's also like if they make a mistake, that's why you implement an I'm sorry program. Oh, tell me about an I'm sorry program. (laughs) So an I'm sorry program is when we mess up on our team. And pretty much what you do is you call, you apologize to the client, you receive their feedback, and then you'll follow up with them in so many days to let them know how you fixed that problem on the team or like how it won't happen again. And then you send them a really awesome, I'm sorry, gift. And some of our most upset agents and clients are now our like number one referral partners because of it. Okay. So owning up to the mistake as a team. And this is not, I'm just assuming here, this is not the agent saying, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Just hired this dumb new girl. She can't figure it out yet. It's not that. No. It's having a unified front and taking responsibility for something that broke, right? Exactly. 100%. Mm -hmm. I love it. So going back to the original, like the two tasks, when, if those are the two tasks you want to fire yourself from, then you write that out. How do you clean out your email? How do you manage your email? How do you manage your schedule? And write that out and have a vision for it and a plan of how you're going to train them to do those tasks. Mm -hmm. And at least if you just have that basic foundation, then from there, if they do have a question on like how to reply back to this email, well, cool, I'll show you. Or, I mean, even if you haven't hired them yet, save your sense, like your set emails, save them and add them into a folder on your computer. So then you have like basic templates for them yeah. for them to look at and be like, okay, this is how Stephanie was like, would respond. Great. And then that's how they're going to respond. I love that. Yeah. So once you've begun kind of working on identifying what the job is, what the tasks are. In terms of onboarding, can you give us like a brief overview of what that needs to look like in an ideal situation? Because I know the next one is like, well, where do I even find somebody? How do I find the right candidate? How do I even go about something like that? Eh, It's too hard. I'm just going to put it off till next year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so onboarding, there's going to be a lot to onboarding. I would say, you know, always have their job description, list out everything that they're going to need to know about the business, who you are, what your core values are, that all needs to be added on there. So they're aware Um, what your day looks like, what their day is going to look like, how many hours they're going to work a week. And then when they actually start, have a first day checklist. Like these are all the things that I need you to, I need you to do today. And then this is what your days are like, what the next week is going to look like with your job is learning these items. And then this is what your, your job's going to look like in 30 days. And then we're going to take a step back. We're going to review everything that you've learned in the past 30 days. And then from there, you as the manager or as the real estate agent, as a loan officer, it's your job to ask them, where do you need more training? Where can I help you more? How can I help you more? And go from there. Great. Then we're going to carve out this time every single day to train more on this. So the next 30 days are going, it's going to be hard. It's hard for anybody, like a new job in general. And especially if they don't know like anything about the industry, it's going to be a lot of terms. So teaching them that and having that patience and the grace with them is going to be really important for you as a real estate agent or loan officer. And the best way for them to learn, I'm going to tell you this right now, is for them to be right next to you all the time. If you're going to go show homes, cool. They're coming with you. If you're going to be like, it's your like, time to like answer emails. Cool. They're going to be right next to you. They're going to be right next to you when you're answering the phone, they're going to hear every conversation that you have because that's how they're going to catch on. And also this is amazing. Then you are going to be confident that they're going to now have the same exact conversation of how you would have that conversation. Now, how you show homes, you are confident that they're going to show homes the same exact way of how they're like, they're going to show homes. So they're literally going to become a mini Stephanie. That's like the best way to explain it. And that's what you want them to become. So it's 30 days are going to be hard. It's hard in any business, any, I mean, anywhere. It's just always going to be rocky. And all you can do is do your best to set up a ideal schedule, training schedule, ideal plan of, you know, what exactly what you want them to do every single day and how you would ideally want your day to look like and how ideally you'd want their day to look like. And then from there, don't worry about like all of the projects that you see in the future. They can't take it all on at once. Give them three tasks in the beginning. Let them just focus on that because honestly, you want them to become your COO. You don't want them out the door and like, you know, like five days because you're like, here is 15 tasks that I want you to work on right away, right now, they need to be done in a week, you know? So just build them up. Yeah, I've had that experience too. And and one thing that I always kind of imagined in my mind was like, it makes more sense to hire somebody before you need somebody. A hundred percent. So how do you approach that, right? Like, and, and that is a very difficult thing for real estate agents in particular to do, I think maybe LOs too, because the thought is like, well, I can't hire someone. Like I can't hire someone until I am this person who needs to hire somebody, but you can't become the person who can hire somebody unless you have the person to help get you there. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so rule of thumb for real estate, you should hire on an assistant if you are doing 25 deals a year, transactions, or 8 million in production. If that is your goal and you're on track for that, it's time for you to hire. So about three to five transactions a month. But if you know that your business is scaling quickly or if that's where you want it to go, hire on that assistant as soon as possible. Yeah. So, and you are so right. I think everybody honestly does that because when I was hired on, everybody was like, oh, sorry, we're working like a million miles an hour, you know, 60 hours a week. Here you go, Sammy, just figure it out. Yeah. want to be like that, but know what your threshold is. And if you feel like you're slowly hitting that threshold and you're slowly dropping the ball in some places, then it's probably time for you just to hire on. And if you're scared to think like, Hey, I'm not going to have enough business to, to be able to afford the assistant. Well, guess what? You're going to have more time to prospect when you have your assistant. Because they're doing all the backend stuff. And guess what? They can be just answering the emails. They can, you know, put together a great, like, um, contract to close checklist for them to follow with the TC and just make sure, like, okay, cool, this is on track. And then just follow up with you weekly instead of you being so, like, all in with all the backend stuff. And so if you're worried about that, well, cool. I mean, give it to them. And now you'll be, like, generating 50 leads a month, 60 leads a month, 70 leads a month. And then you're going to have more time with your follow-up plan with them because now you're not worried about all of the administrative stuff. So you just have to pull the trigger when you are approaching that number and just do it now. Because once you do, then you're going to approach that number quickly. And then you're also going to be scaling quickly as well and bringing in more business. Yeah, I agree. And I'm glad that you mentioned that too, because a lot of what we do in the Market Authority Academy is monitoring our metrics. And there are like leading and lagging measures, right? And a lot of times what we want to make decisions based off of are those lagging measures. But if you're monitoring the right numbers in your business, you should have the ability to have some sense of forecasting to know where your business is headed. So that's why we really put an emphasis on like, keeping an eye on those numbers and knowing where the ship is headed so that you can make those decisions from a data-driven standpoint. I think that that's really helpful too, because making that large of a decision, that's going to be a huge time and cost investments. Mm-hmm. It can become very emotional very quickly. A hundred percent. And it's funny because I feel like in this business, a majority of people do only focus on the lagging. Yeah. They're like, okay. And and so you're always going to be like trying to stay above water Mm -hmm. and you have to get to that point where you just have to let go and you have to focus on, like you said, like the leading measures, like what are the incoming producing activities that I need to focus on to hit this? And this is where I'm going. So now I need to take a step back and say, okay, you know what? That means I'm going to be getting this many leads a week. I can't manage X, Y, and Z anymore. It's just not, it's not realistic. I need to hire on somebody. I need to be ahead of the game and just focusing on that. But I agree. You should always know your numbers. Always, always, always. And if you don't, then figure them out. (laughs) (laughs) Figure it out. Yeah, sure. And I think for me, like I know in my personal experience with these situations, 
bringing on an executive admin, like it has taken a couple of fits for me. First of all, it was not the first, the right hire for me was not the first hire. So I, it took me a, a few goes at it with a lot of time in between to recover from that <laughs> emotional, you know, investment. And especially me as an, as an Enneagram five relationships, especially intimate relationships, like this kind of relationship is really difficult for me to like begin. Right. It's just like a big thing for me for someone who is naturally very introverted and is used to like my own like little circle. So bringing somebody else in to help manage such an intimate part of my life, which is my business, my first baby, it's really hard. And so it did take me a couple of hires to find the right fit, but then it took even longer to get that person up to speed, not because of anything other than we were doing it the right way. You know, and I wanted to make sure that this, you know, especially like her name is Gisela and she's so super awesome. Um, She's awesome. I love it. She is so awesome. But she, like you're mentioning, had no experience in real estate. And how unfair would that have been of me to have these crazy expectations of her going from zero to 60 when she didn't even understand what the job that I was doing was, let alone her own. 100%. And so really, and that was something that I think that you helped really helped a lot is helping me understand and framing the expectation of, look, we're going to take it slow. We're going to take it one day at a time. And we're going to let each task build on itself. And it has finally been like such an amazing transformation where even if this relationship doesn't end um, or end sooner than I would like it to, which I like, you know, knocking on wood, she's awesome. Um, but like, even if it doesn't last as long as I would like it to, I know that from this experience, I have way more robust built out systems for this type of relationship that the next hire is going to be even more successful and so on. Even if she were to move around in our organization and maybe take on a different role, like it's going to make that next hire even better and so on and so on. A hundred percent. And that's, I love that you mentioned that because that is the idea. So the idea is that you, your first hire is your assistant. Great. You have to document exactly how you trained her, what, like how long it took for each task, what their job duties are, what their expectations are. And then you put it all together in a onboarding executive assistant book. And then when you're like, she's ready to say, I, become your operations manager. Mm -hmm. Then now you're going to train her as an operations manager. And she's slowly going to take that on after she's trained the new assistant. Yeah. And then what's going to be even cooler is that it all just becomes this amazing cycle of like onto the next position, onto the next position. And then you're going to have onboarding for every single position in your business. And you'll never have to train ever again, Stephanie. And it's (laughs) Brilliant. Like, I don't even know the last time that Lizzie's ever trained anybody. Like, it's not a thing. But she she shouldn't. She shouldn't. She's she's managing a an enormous team with huge production, like one of the top in the country. Mm-hmm. The last thing she needs to be doing is sitting side by side with somebody teaching them how to monitor an inbox. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Could you imagine, like... <laughs> I don't know, like the CEO of like Lululemon, like sitting next to like next to her. Right. Like, okay, so this is junk. This is important. This is. I don't it. really know what I do with this one. I let it sit there for five weeks until I finally circle back to it. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that was a bill we were supposed to pay five weeks ago. Got I it. Know. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, it's so difficult to, um, to adopt that frame of mind. But once you make that shift, all of this changes. The perspective by which you're managing and helping empower people within your organization, it everything changes. And that's when that big shift changes, I think. Yeah, 100%. I definitely agree with that. So you are beginning to put together some offerings to help real estate agents and LOs embark upon this journey. For those who are interested in learning more about how you might be able to help them, where can they find you? Um, So you guys can reach me on Instagram. It's just Sammy Hutton, or you can send me an email. That one's really easy too. It's Sammy at (laughs) lizziehofer.com. But if you guys are interested, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to have a call with you. Um, And even if you just have any just like random questions, like I'm like, I'm always available to give advice. Like, I love it. This is my passion. I love doing that. And, you know, I just think it's really cool that I've like, I've been able to help other executive assistants become successful too. So anybody that is like needing any type of help and like just wanting to become more dynamic with their assistant, I'm here to help you guys. I love that. You are so generous with your expertise and your knowledge. And I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. You're honestly, Sammy, you are one of my favorite people. And I am just so grateful that I have somebody like you to turn to when I have really weird feeling questions about things that really matter. So I I just want to acknowledge you for being so giving of your time and, and knowledge. Absolutely. Oh my God. I love you. Thank you so much for having me on here. This was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. The pleasure is all mine. Really appreciate having you, Sammy. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.